in life for free But you can give them to the birds and bees I want money You are listening to The Broom Closet, NFTs, insights, and strategies. This is where we go deep with the biggest NFT collectors in the game. It's time to quit paper handing all your blue chip plays and learn the insights and strategies of the diamond hand holders. And for all of the artists, new and old, this is the place to hear what the big buyers are really looking for and the red flags they're aiming to avoid. My name is Mofo, longtime crypto degen, NFT collector, and the founder of the Gotham Apes Project. This is where I usually introduce my co-host, the legendary artist and mastermind behind the Phantom Punks, OG Sarge. But today, we have a very special co-host, Tinfoil Realist. How are you doing, sir? Oh, good morning, Mofo. Uh, I'm honored to be a part of this. Uh, well, thank you for joining. Thank you. I see I see Sarge listening in today. So if you do get a moment, Sarge, feel free to raise your hand. We'd love to have you up. I know you had some some obligations. But today we have a very special guest, the queen herself, Uman. We are flipping the script. We are bringing on uh, an artist um, to kind of celebrate what's going on for her in the space. And um, we're, we're really looking forward to the conversation. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining. Hey, friends. Thanks for having me here. Super excited to talk to you today. Of course. Of course. Queen, how excited are you for NFT NYC? I am nervous and excited, too, of course. I lived in New York City for years before COVID. I left because of COVID, and I haven't been since then. So I'm super excited just to go to New York that's cool i didn't know that uh yeah i don't know if you know this either but i spent about 10 years of my life living in new york city i love that city um and it's really the inspiration and basis for my project that i've been working on now for you know six or seven months and um how much do you miss it a lot i don't know if i would live there again (laughs) but but I, i i do miss new york um, it's a very unique place especially because i couldn't get to say goodbye to anybody or even the city like i left expecting to go back yeah and i never did yeah so it's exciting it's it's triple the exciting is like just three times more than it would be just a conference you know such a, oh, such a strange oh, time a couple years back go ahead Tim. when you were going to school were, were you right downtown new york as well like were you in manhattan at school yeah, yeah. Um, I used to live in the East Village, and my school is in Fifth Avenue and Fourteenth Street, so it's just right there. East East Village is a great place. I live there as well. I was at Eleventh uh, and uh, sorry, I was at Thirteenth and First Ave. That's where I used to live. Oh, I was between eleven and between ten and eleventh First Ave. So <laughs> we different so times, yeah, di- yeah. Di- different times, but. Uh, but uh, I'm sure the neighborhood still remains, uh, you know, very similar. Um, what was your favorite restaurant? I love Mud Cafe. Um, used yeah. to go there a lot. It's like a cafe, a restaurant, everything. <laughs> I think it was 
ninth, ninth Street between first and second. Yeah, that's uh, so much good, so much good stuff in, in New York. I love that city. But why don't we kick this off and, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey as an artist. You know, what brought you into NFTs? What brought you into Phantom? Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Okay, so I've been a creative all my life. I just never thought of doing art. I'm more, I was more like the design side. I studied design, product design. Never saw myself as an artist. I consider myself more as a designer, probably because being an artist, like, I don't know, maybe right now we don't have that idea anymore, but it was, it's complicated, you know? So never considered myself one. And then while I was in college, I was doing these illustrations. I created Uman, some of the planets, but all for, all for myself. I didn't have any social media or anything, so I wasn't like sharing them on Instagram. And I had Twitter, but my Twitter was just for me to read stuff. Like I wasn't, I wasn't using it like I'm using it now. And then I, I remember February 2021, one of my really good friends, he... He told he, he literally said this to me, like, I heard something about NFTs. I don't know what that means or what it is, but I think you I think you're you can do something with that. So I started researching it. I learned a bit about it, OpenSea, and, and that's how I started minting my stuff there. Never expected anything. I was just excited about trying this new thing, you know. It was super early. There weren't a lot of things in OpenSea, just like weird stuff. I minted my first NFT and I think in less than a minute, it just sold for a day. I don't remember, but it was something like that. <laughs> I would have to check. And I, it really got me excited. I was like feeling confident. I was like, oh, God, this is really weird. I've never sold my art before. My digital art, I used to do some paintings for people before during the summers to make some money to travel, but like nothing big, you know? And then I don't know, it, it started growing and then my partner, he's a lot into DeFi and crypto. So he introduced me to Phantom and that's how I got into Phantom, the community was smaller still small but it was a lot smaller but it was exciting to try something new um and yeah that's how we are here right now that's a really cool story <clears throat> that's a really cool story um you know phantom is is such an interesting community and you know uh, you know i think that uh you're, you're so early and your art just really resonated with with so many people it's it's incredible to see you know, the numbers and the amount of, the amount of, uh, you know, sales and, and uh, that have occurred on the project. And I think everyone's really excited to hear what's coming up. And I think we'll, we'll get there in, uh, you know, during this hour, I'm super curious about it. But first for our listeners, I want to do a quick giveaway. Um, for those that have listened before, the best way to get that is to go to my pin tweet let me pin it real quick here just to make sure that it's pinned properly 
I think I might have not done it. Most recent one. Okay, I am pinning it right now. My pin tweet. Um, just uh, you know, tag a friend, retweet it, and I'm gonna give away five giga chads. I just swept the floor over at NFT Key. Um, I think uh, the the giga chad is a really cool interesting new angle project of free mint uh representing you know phantom community re- representing challenging times so uh, in about 10 minutes i will run a twitter picker and uh, i'll give away five of those so go check it out um let's talk a little bit about nft nyc and your nominations it's obviously quite an honor and obviously well deserved uh, how are you feeling about the experience? Uh, you know, anything that our, our listeners or we can do to help you know, voting, retweeting, bringing in awareness. I think we're all very supportive of you and your project. Um, yeah, so I never expected to be where I am right now or even to be one of the top five most the most nominated. And I have to say thank you to all of you because for that. Because it, it was all about community voting. So the top five with most nominations uh, passed to the voting part. And we cannot vote anymore. Votes is closed. So we're just waiting to see the results. But I um, I for me, I already won. Like I was never, I never expected to actually be one of the most nominated artists. So thank you so much. I think if you nominated me, you won. Not <laughs> me, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I mean, I don't know if you saw who the other four artists are. They're huge. They're extremely famous. So I don't know what to expect. Um, I'm still super grateful and super excited for the opportunity. It, you know, it, like it, it's already huge. It, it must feel like, you know, an Academy Award or something where, you know, even those who don't uh, who don't win, which I actually think you're going to win. But even those who don't are still honored. And, you know, it, it's such a uh, it's such a high regard. So, uh, you know, congratulations on that. What is you know, what's it going to what's the schedule like? Where are you going to be like, who you know, what uh, events and and, uh, you know, how, how does that play out? So. The awards are going to be, I don't remember the exact venue, but it's going to be during the conference. I think it's going to be on the 21st at 6.30 p.m. So everybody who's going to NFT New York City might attend. I mean, you can attend the event. And and we're all going to be there sitting down waiting to be to see who won. <laughs> Just thinking about it freaks me out. But yeah, that's how it's going to be. It's exciting. I'm, I actually just booked my tickets, so I will be out there as well. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll get a chance to cross paths and uh, you know have a coffee or a, a glass of wine or something. It'd be it'd be yeah. awesome awesome to meet you in we person. Have, no, we there. have to. We let's, have to. We have to. Let me know. Let's definitely do that. Um, one of the questions that we talk a lot about on this show are uh, you know friends and family. Um, you know, we get all sorts of mixed reviews on how friends and family. Think about NFTs in general. Your work in the space are they are they supportive? Are they uh, dismissive? Uh, you know, what do you, what do your friends and family, um, you know, think about what you're doing? Uh, I they've been very supportive. My mom, she's extremely supportive. She has a lot of my NFTs. Like she's a huge collector, uh, which is awesome. Um, my brothers too. 
Uh, my dad is super supportive, but he hasn't like he he doesn't own any. He's not into crypto. He's more like a traditional businessman. So he's a bit skeptical about all of this. My mom is a bit more open-minded. My oh, grandparents from my mom's we're side. We're losing you just a little bit. Can you hear me now? Oh, you're back now. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we missed the last couple sentences. Sorry. Can you hear me now just to make sure? Yes. You were, you were talking about your brother and your father? Uh, so, yeah, my brother owns one. My father is a bit more... Um, Traditional, he's more like a traditional businessman, so he's a bit skeptical about crypto in general, but he's very sportive too. My grandparents from my mom's side, they own Umans too. Like a lot of family members own Umans. Some friends that are into crypto own Umans too. There's a few, a lot that are really proud and really supportive of my journey, but again, um, a bit skeptical about <laughs> crypto, especially right now. So, yeah. but yeah, in general, I, I've received a lot of love from my family and, and my people here. My family and friends also love Umans. So, yeah, thank you so <laughs> much. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that makes me smile. I'm um, honestly, it's been amazing. I wake up, I smile just because of everything I read on Twitter. And thank you guys. Yeah, tinfoil on that hat that you have is just uh, so cool. Uh, I will say I immediately ordered a Uman sweatshirt, so I should get that. Not in time for NFT NYC, unfortunately, um, but uh, it does look like a, a June 28th estimated arrival. Well, so for, I can't, I can't for wait to get that in. Check it out. It's a, it's so a pretty excited. cool sweatshirt. Please send a photo. Do you order yours, Tin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, Twitter space. Twitter space having some connection issues today. Um, that's fine. We, we're, 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 we're doing pretty well here. Um, so, you know, cross chain is kind of a, a big uh, buzzword right now. You have projects across multiple chains. What differences have you noticed between them, maybe from community or just, you know, tech or any, any, any big things, any advice for artists uh, or collectors you know, who are working, collecting across multiple chains? What have you learned there from, from working uh, in multiple? I mean, the community and the friends that I've made on the Phantom side is just amazing. Like a lot of you guys are from there. Like I made you from there which I'm extremely grateful. ETH, it's more like solitary land. It's awesome too, because you find amazing artists. Um, you learn from the space. Like there's a huge potential to grow, but you're gonna be a bit more alone, which for me, it's been amazing because I had the opportunity to both. I have the, I've, in, I've made so many good friends on one side, like, you guys appreciate what I do a lot. And I think thanks to you, my ETH collection is, is getting there too. <laughs> but it's, it's also exciting to see what's going to happen in New York. And maybe it can grow a lot. Like this is the chance for the ETH collection to, to blossom, you know. It really, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Tin, uh, Tin for how, how many Uman pieces uh, do you currently possess? So I've got 40 in the ETH collection, 
20 in the Ancestral Collection and 6 in the Bit Umen Collection. That's amazing. Yeah, so many. yeah that's amazing. <laughs> and I've probably given away double that number. Yeah, I'm pretty, the triple, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tin Tin uh, Foil had an interesting story, and I think it was last week or, or or the week before when when we had him on as a guest around um, you know your father. Uh, why don't you tell the story about your father and lottery ticket and uh, and you and your uh, you and your uh, trade? Yeah, so I mean uh, we're six months into uh, cryptocurrencies, and I've got a bunch of umens. Uh, I told my dad about uh, so my dad won a lottery ticket on his birthday. And I come from a family who doesn't have a lot of money. Uh, we rent everything. Like it was a huge opportunity as a family to uh, to just kind of try to level up a little bit, maybe own an asset. So I had the kind of grown up conversation with my dad about, all right, what do we do with this hundred grand to potentially, you know, turn it into something uh, that can benefit us? And we had the conversation about Bitcoin. Uh, he called his banker friends and uh they were like no no chance um anyways flash forward uh six months long story short i had sold a the teleportation hole which is a one of one piece in her eth collection uh at the time for 20 eth which was 150 grand us so i, I got sold a jig for more than my father's lottery ticket uh, and then I put that all back in the ecosystem. Then I ended up selling, uh, a joint bit Umen for, uh, 50 K phantom, which at the time was like 85 K us, which again was like 120 K, uh, Canadian. So another JPEG more than a lottery ticket. Um, put that all back in the ecosystem. And it's like, it's just been, you get, obviously my family has quite turned around their mindset on, uh, on NFTs and, and the potential for all of it. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy to be honest. And we just know how started. happy that story makes me. I like, I can't stop smiling right now. <laughs> You've done so much for me. Like so, so, so much. I feel so blessed to have you as a friend from the beginning that listening to this story just it makes me happy. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, I mean, even having the piece behind me on the wall, like in all my streams, like you know, it's a big deal for me. And this is what I, I kind of try to portray to like other collectors. It's that you know my biggest wins come from projects that I enjoy and that that I try to bring value to. Uh, and I think as collectors, like that is what you need to do. Um, the game of, of just, of just trying to flip things is not going to work. Uh, you need to, to jump into projects that you believe in and, and, and try to bring value to them. I agree. I agree completely. And, you know, especially since, you know, this kind of, you know, segues into my next question really is. There's so much art in the space, some incredible and some not so great. And of course, when I say that, you know, beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. I just have, you know, certain things that I personally think are not that great. And I have things that I think are great. You know, what are your 
kind of go-to sources for finding new art that you love um, that you know, maybe inspires you or, or, you know, just how do you find new stuff? Um, Pinterest and Twitter. But Pinterest is more like just scrolling and seeing. On Twitter, you, like, you reach out to the artist and start looking into their work and what they do and their technique. So most of the time, I, like, I spend a lot of time on Twitter scrolling. I follow a lot of artists. And it's amazing the amount of, of like, art and content that, made, that I see every day. It, it really I don't have is. Instagram. I know there's a lot on Instagram too, but I don't use Instagram. So for me, it would be Twitter and sometimes Pinterest. Just first. Yeah, I want to. I want to get on the Pinterest thing. I've, it, what is the NFT scene like on Pinterest? That's yeah, exactly. I there. It's just a place where you type the word and you can find whatever you want visually, like home decor. You have a lot of <laughs> home decor and in photos, art, art, illustrations, illustrations. But most of the time, you don't even know who's the artist or anything. So I use that as when I I need to see new things. But I spend most of my time on Twitter because, uh, like I said before, I can I can deep dive into the artist's work and their world. So... We, you know, we hear Twitter, you know, a lot. It's, it's a very popular place for NFTs. We hear, you know, Discord. Uh, Pinterest was new. So that's, that's kind of, you know, some interesting info. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Um, who right now do you follow that you would suggest, you know, I follow? Like, who, who should I follow right now that I'm maybe not? Um, I'm just going to say names that I have on top of my head. Uh, these three artists are I really like their work. They are like psychedelic artists. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Sascorp. Her name is Helen Kennedy, but her Twitter handle is Sascorp. Z a z z c o r p. She's great. She was the artist for Grateful Dead that last year, and wow. I love I love them. So I love her art. It's just she's great. She's great. I just followed her. Yeah, she's really cool. And then I like Voodoo Salad and Lurk Loves You. They also have like trippy stuff and like a very specific style that I enjoy a lot. I'll have to think about more artists and share them with you. But like this three, I I, I well, have some of their pieces and I like them. What was yeah, the I like this art a lot. Well, yeah, what was the third one? What was the third one again? It's called Lurk Loves You. L-U-R-K Loves You. Got it. Wow, these are really cool. Uh, if you're listening right now, go check out these. If you missed it, uh, you can always re-listen to the Twitter spaces. And, of course, we you know, upload the podcast every week as well. Um, those, these are some really, really cool artists. So thank you for sharing. Uh, yeah, I find this so interesting because, Um, and I, I, like, I found a psychedelic connection to your art. And I see that like you have such a connection to psychedelic art, but you don't have the connection to psychedelics themselves, which I think is so interesting. Yeah, I, I love that style. I love that work. I love the music. But I, I haven't 
gotten to the next level yet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe not. Yeah, no, I, I, really, I want to. I want to. So someday for sure. It's just maybe I'll bring you a present to New York. <laughs> a little phantom family ayahuasca trip sometime. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> South America. Let's go. <laughs> Um, I know I'm, I'm super open. So yeah, for sure. I'll let you know once it happens. Perfect. So I think a lot of people come here and they listen and I'm dying to know uh, any sort of alpha. You dropped your piece yesterday. It was absolutely gorgeous. I think everyone's in love with it and trying to figure out how can they somehow scoop that, uh, that beautiful piece. Um, but can you, is there anything you can tell us right now that maybe, uh, nobody knows, or you know, maybe they do know, but uh, but more people should know. And I do want to ask about your 3D avatars. Um, but if you have any any uh, interesting alpha, please feel free to share it. Yes. So I made this piece specifically for this event. Um, I wanted to do umans, but there's a lot of umans. So. I just wanted to make sure that you would identify humans on the screen, you know, on Times Square. And the piece is called I Am Woman because, I don't know, I feel like all of us, you don't have to own an woman to be woman or identify as a woman. Um, that's why I like overlapped a bit the faces. Um, could be like all of the humans together. It's just, it's just us, you know. So when you see that piece... Um, you can see yourself in it. Uh, this piece is going to be part of the Diversity of NFTs Art Collection, the uh, NFT NYC Diversity of NFTs Art Collection for this year. It's the first collection. So it's, um, I don't know, I, I feel proud about it. Uh, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of edi 10 editions. We had the chance to choose between 10 or 20 editions. It couldn't be a one-on-one. -on -one. I thought it was nice that it was that they gave us the opportunity to do a couple of editions. So I chose 10. Um, we don't have the link um, to the collection yet, but once we have that, I'll share, share it with you. And, and I don't know. I mean, 10 people are going to have the opportunity to own, to own, Ooh, that's exciting. That is exciting. Um, that's really cool. Tell us a little bit about the, the 3D avatars. Uh, sure. They're, they're, they're ready. I'm going to say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. they're ready. I'm just, um, I just have to add them to the metadata of the ancestral woman. So super close to. Yeah. So just to, just so everybody understands, um, like you're going to get a, a, a usable metaverse avatar that you could use in like zoom links. Uh, you could use in Slotopia eventually yeah. uh, any kind of metaverse. So you can use these avatars in various applications and games that support VRM files. VRM is the file format for handling 3d humanoid avatars, 3d model avatars. And there has been huge innovations in webcam tracking, early versions of arm and hand tracking without the need for a leap motion controller. Um, to my knowledge, a few new VRM compatible apps and even games, fighting games, like little apps where you can import a VRM 
and dance and animate it. Like, there's, you can explore metaverse apps, uh, use them as characters for, for content creation. The sky is the limit. I think we're super, super early. I'm going to share in the Discord the link um, to the VRM official website where you can, like, see all the things that you could do with this avatar. I think in the next few years, that list is going to duplicate or even, I don't know, grow a lot. So I don't know. I am really hoping users to to explore with this avatar so they're going to own. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the even crazier part of this is the fact that your your avatar is going to match your umen that you hold. <laughs> That's incredible. That's, uh, you know, I, I've been, I've been looking, um, I've been, I've been watching kind of the news as it came out on this. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's exciting for, for all the holders. And, uh, certainly I would imagine, um, exciting for people who have been, you know, considering picking one up, uh, maybe haven't, uh, what does that mean for, what does that mean for, you know, future buyers of, you know, um, of, of the project you know how will they also be able to get that how does that work so this is a very complicated question uh it's the same things as downloading the jpeg and instead of owning the nft like if you own the nft you're gonna own the 3d avatar of course um, um there's gonna be at the beginning some issues of other people using like even using the profile pic, not even owning them. I don't know if that makes any sense. I hope in the future, when you have to verify the owner, your own, like you own the avatar, you would be able to log in into the metaverse with your avatar. Right now, we're super early, so you you don't have that verification everywhere. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So like you, you could. Yeah, so people could take these these files because it's just essentially a file at the moment. Uh, you could take it into like an Oculus and use it in anything like that. Yeah, but in terms of downloading like, the PNG yeah, and using of, it instead of owning it. Yeah, but uh, the idea is that all these metaverses that are being built, like they're going to have Web three gates that have wallet verification. Uh, I know even Eight Bit has has worked on that, yeah. where they'll they'll be ways to showcase that you know this is truly the your owned nft exactly i i believe that's the future for sure so i agree i think that's kind of that's kind of the holy grail right is being able to bring our you know online personas and uh, you know, identity into into a virtual uh, existence you know where we spend you know all spend so much time um, yeah, I do always suggest to people, you know, get out there in the real world sometimes, go on some hikes and whatnot. Uh, but it's, it's you know undeniable that we spend you know so much time connected uh, with people all over the world, especially in the NFT space. Um, so it's very exciting to see this develop, and and excited to see that you are kind of you know on the cutting edge and forefront of you know this movement. So yeah, again, <laughs> uh, bullish. That's um, really 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 fun to see and and watch it unfold. Um, you know, and inspire, even, you know, inspire, you know, projects like my own to, uh, you know, I better get in on, on some of that because it's happening. And, you know, I always want to be providing you know, value to my holders as well. Fun times. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. There's a lot to explore. Um, but I just want people to have 
the resource to start exploring, you know. So let's let's kind of keep rolling here because there's some really you know interesting topics here that I'd like to touch on. You know, we're about 30 minutes in. This has been a fantastic conversation. Um, tinfoil, you wanna you wanna do a giveaway? Um, no pressure. I've got one keyed up, but if you wanted to, uh, you'd feel free. Yeah, I do want to do a giveaway, but I want to uh, let's pick a number here. Where are we at? We're at 60 listeners in here. So yep. if we get to 75 listeners, that's only Ooh. 15 more. Uh, I'll do an ancestral Uman giveaway. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So uh, I would suggest then that people share this Twitter spaces on their Twitters and their discords and bring some more people in here uh, because tinfoil is going to drop an ancestral Uman. That's an incredible giveaway. Thank you for the generosity as always. As always. That's not bad. That's not bad odds either. One, one out of 75 ain't bad. That's the best you're going to get. Um, while we, while we wait for that, I think we're going to, I think we're going to hit that for sure. Um, but let's talk about kind of successful strategies for artists. You know, there's a a lot of artists listening. I'm going through the list here. Um, you've been around, you've, you have, uh, you know, I'm sure like myself and like, like all humans have made mistakes on the way and learned from them. You know, you know, what are some of the common mistakes that new artists make, uh, when they're getting started and, you know, what things should they try to avoid doing? I think patience is the most important one right now. I think I see as a huge problem, the wanting to have things or to see things happen immediately. Um, And if you don't like see things growing super fast, you leave. Uh, So patience is key. Um, I, I don't know. Most of you know, Team Foil definitely knows how long it took for me to sell all Umans, beat Umans like a month. And that was fast for me. Like I wasn't expecting anything so far. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, celebrate little accomplishments too. That's that's really important. You have you, you have to get yourself motivated for yourself, not for others. Um and keep engaged. I, I know there's a lot of artists, like you do amazing art and it's difficult for you to keep, like spend a lot of time in social media. I understand that it's not for everybody. It wasn't for me either. But that's the that's the way. That's mm-hmm. the way. You have to build connections. You have to be present. You have to... You have to be there. You have to show your art to the world and and be persistent. Like be patient and be persistent and 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 you're gonna make it. You know And don't you, compare it to others. That's the worst thing. Yeah. You said something really interesting that I picked up on, uh, and I think this is worth bringing up. You said build connections. And I think that the buzzword and what everybody out there is saying is, oh, I need to build community. I need to build community at all costs. That's the most important thing. But I think you actually nailed it. And when you said build connections, for me, what that says is focus on building connections and community will come. Yeah, except for me, like when I got into this space, community wasn't a thing. I didn't even know about it, you know, and I, 
I just started making friends like Tinfoil and like you eventually and and like a lot of people. I I think our my our Discord is just filled with friends. A few just want to know about the project, but my Discord is pretty chill. <laughs> and not a lot of things happen. But people stay because we like each other. Not mm-hmm. you know, it's it it's different to build connections and then start growing from there than trying to create a community and not knowing your people. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. No, yeah. I, think that, I think it's dead on. And I think it's valuable advice for artists listening and even collectors who are, you know, looking, you know, at artists and who they want to get behind is, is authenticity is often <laughs> in life and in art, uh, one of the most important things. I believe that to be true. I, I believe that too. I believe that too. So let's jump into kind of some of your favorite. I mean, we talked about some people to follow and if it's the same people, um, that's totally fine. Um, but uh, you know, if, if you have, you know, phantom artists or, or anyone else, uh, I'd love to know, you know, two or three of your favorite kind of artists and projects out there right now and a little bit of why you love them. I love Sona's work. I think she's incredible. Uh, her concept work is amazing. Like she has an idea and you can, she can put it in paper immediately. She's, she's, she's really talented. I've worked with her, made a piece with her and I just didn't really enjoy looking at her art. Um, Shout out Zona. I think everybody loves Zona. She, yeah, she's great. Um, Well, the three that I previously stated, I love their work because of the psychedelic vibe that they portray. I like um, Splark. Oh, yeah. His work is incredible. Legends Spark. I own a couple of his pieces too. He's yeah. I mean, we have so much potential in Phantom. We really do. It is such an incredible set of artists with, um, you know, currently a you know a, a relatively limited set of eyes. But you know, I think if we all stay the course, stay authentic to our work, support each other, uh, the eyes will come as they often do. Um, yeah, Asetta, I know you're here. Your work is stunning too. I'm a huge, huge fan. Three very good call outs. Sona, Splarge, Septa, uh, all you know, massive impact in the in the phantom scene. Um Tinfoil, you wanna you wanna add any to that? Uh yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of well, I mean, there's so many different artists. Um right now I'm I'm really big on Necro. I, I just I love his color palette that he's putting out. Uh, I love the detail to his work. Um, another artist that I'm a big fan of, actually on the AVAC side of things, uh, is Tunch Tunch Surdis, uh, who's got a Shamanics Roots collection. Um, it, it got a psychedelic vibe. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. 
And then who else do I want to mention? I have to mention uh, Riot Ghouls. I just think the way she she does things, the the Twitter only community being so tapped into like the meme culture on on Twitter, um, kind of the way she has her collection structured. I, I really like the way she does things as well. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. She's yeah. she's awesome. Uh, she comes up a lot. You know, you know, just just the the all in one. You know, doing tech, uh, doing art. Um, you know, doing you know doing her whole thing, and you know the way that she has, you know, really you know in my opinion, you know, rewarded the people that have support her with plenty of airdrops and 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 just cool stuff. You know, collaborations and. There's, there's, there's so many, so many great ones. Um, a, a riot Uman might break the network. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> that probably, that probably would. Uh, a collab there might, uh, might blow everybody's mind. Um, who, who are you, who are you guys minting on Friday? Oh, so we got, I got, I'll be minting teens, uh, Phantom Alpha Fiends. Are both of those on Friday? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, teens comes up a lot. You know, just one of my, one of my favorite people, and um, you know, again, uh, a, a sort of psychedelic art style that bridges, you know, you know, growing up in the '80s with '80s pop culture, and um, you know, tons 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 of great stuff there coming out. You know, from that from that camp, and. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a great time to be to be involved. And you know what we were what you were saying earlier when we were talking about like mistakes that the artists make, and you you had said patience. Um, if there's a silver lining, in my opinion, to the market that we are currently living and working in, is that it actually allows for a lot more patience. You know when the when it's a screaming bull market and, and, and prices are going crazy and floors are going crazy. I think people, you know, fall under pressure. Like I got to get this yeah. out now. Otherwise I'm going to miss out. So try yeah, to no, overlining. Yeah. I enjoy the bear market so much. <laughs> less, like less I trust the tech. I, I trust the process. I am in not a hurry of like of anything. And the bear market is pretty chill. You meet the people that you, that you know are going to stay for an artist is just easier to create and I don't know like you can be patient just trust your work enjoy the ride it's easier to enjoy the ride during the bear market yeah and just you know build 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 and that's what artists and creators you know do best um and it's it's tough to it's tough to pull out a, a silver lining when you know so much so many people have lost so much and you know I think we'll talk about that in a little bit as far as you know, mental and, and physical health and keeping that going. Cause I'd love to kind of get your routine on that. Um, I mean, Mo- Mofo, if I can touch on the, uh, the whole bear market thing, I, I think it's so interesting that on the phantom community, like when you think about, you know, we're going through one of the biggest dumps in crypto history with, with phantom right now. And all the big builders that are here are still here. Like all the the people that we respected in the beginning of this uh, are still here building, and I think that just says so much about our community. Is that people want to stay here and keep building? I joined Phantom when it was sixteen cents, and in that in like six months or nine months, it was three thirty. So 
I have no rush. Just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait and build. Um, I mean, it's actually a good segue and we can kind of jump to this right now, you know, being that we're talking about a, a tough time for a lot of people and how people handle it differently. Uh, you know, mental and physical health is a big topic, you know, not just in crypto, but in, um, in society in general, you know, as we go through, you know, challenging times in the world, at the local level, at the global level, at the crypto level, um, you know, there's no doubt we're experiencing stressful times. Um, how do you keep yourself happy and healthy and grounded outside of, you know, art, outside of creation, um, you know, hobbies, uh, you know, outdoors? What, what do you do in your spare time uh, when you're not, you know, making beautiful art? Uh, I have a pretty healthy routine. I wake up early. I eat very healthy. I think that helps. I exercise almost every day. So. Whenever I feel stressed or overwhelmed, that helps. I have very deep connections with the people that surround me, my family, my friends. So taking a break from Twitter and actually connecting with my people feels really good. And I chill a lot. <laughs> I'm really good at chilling too. Um but having a routine and having interest in other stuff really, really helps. Yeah. I, mean, I want to bring up the uh, photography aspect of things. Have you been doing some traveling, taking a lot of pictures? I have not actually. Like, I really enjoy photography and I actually miss it, but I haven't done it a lot since I started. Um, with ones in general so it's been a year that i haven't taken the time to actually take a lot of photos i miss it though it's nice that you you brought up well get, get some new york pictures for us i will i will <laughs> yeah and, you know travel is is such a big one and um you know something that people should try to do more when they can, you know, get out, see the world, see what an amazing place it can be. Um, it's, it's so easy to get caught in the bubble of, you know, new, the news cycle and, uh, you know, the, the never ending fear that uh, I feel like they try to create oftentimes because it generates uh, ad dollar and unplug, get outside, go travel, uh, connect with people. Um, and spend some time working out and eating right because I think that's a that's a key component as well for sure. Um, let's talk about let's jump back kind of you know into you know collections and I'd love to know and this uh, this puts people on the spot a bit but um, you know and it's really hard because you know you look at a, a collection of you know someone like Tinfoil who's probably got you know thousand pieces or, or more. But I'd love if you would tell us, you know, if you had to pick one, you know, kind of the crown jewel, maybe the favorite NFT you own right now, followed by something that you would love to own but don't currently. That's a very tough question. It's very, <laughs> very tough, but I like to ask it anyways. I think it depends on that day or like the mood that I am right now, my favorite piece is a uh, SAS piece. 
she has a like a very very small collection of 42 heads i think it is um it's just different schools they're all unique and i own one and i really resonate with that piece i use it as my whatsapp profile pic because i can't change my twitter one and i really like my twitter profile so i just use these pieces my whatsapp piece i love her work i'm a huge fan so that piece is one of my favorites right now and a piece that i would love to own i'm a huge fan of pop wonder i don't know if you've heard of him Mm, i have not but i'm definitely gonna look it up how do you spell it pop wonder pop wonder world pop wonder yeah Oh, I might have to live scoop one of these right now. Um, let's see here. Zazcorp has some really awesome pieces on OpenSea, and you know the floor is totally manageable. Wow! Um, before the show ends, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one of these. This is this is absolutely work. Yeah, I definitely like the the eye. That's for sure. She's really great. And then Pup Wonder, he's amazing too. But someday. Okay. Hey, uh, what's what's the what's the floor on his pieces? Is is it quite expensive? So, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I won't live scoop one of those, but <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah, make him big. Give him a look. He's huge. Yeah, he he look, He does cool stuff. That's fantastic. So, I mean, you know, as it relates to kind of normal show show, show format. Um, we're, we're just doing what we're doing. I've, I've been really enjoying the conversation here. Um, maybe what we should do is invite uh, you know, a couple people up for you know, a short Q&A. We've got about 10 minutes left. Um, does anyone want to raise their hand and, and, and come on stage and ask Uman or Tinfoil or myself you know, anything? Uh, if you do, just, just raise your hand. Here we go. We've got Phantom Punks. Yes. Uh, are you on? Oops. What happened? There you go. You are on, sir. Unmute yourself. Can you hear us? He can play. He's still on mute. He's on mute. Can't hear him. We got another uh, request here. Pixel Perfect. I'm trying to get him up here. Go ahead. Send the invite. It's not working very well for me. Yeah, it's disconnecting, but I'm not sure if it's working. Uh, Uman, I got a question for you. Uh, you feel like dropping any alpha on the uh, Trinity snapshot that happened? Um, I was waiting for that. And I forgot. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working. I'm working on something for the Trinity holders. Um, I'm not ready to say anything, but it's something made by me with much love. So just be patient, and you're gonna get something cool. That's uh, for some reason. I don't know why I was thinking this, but I thought for some reason it might be the 3D avatar. But it sounds like it's not. Like it's totally something different. Yeah, no, the 3D so, avatar is going to be added to the metadata of the ancestral woman. So 
If you own an ancestral lumen, you own a 3D avatar. Oh, that's this cool. is just for the Trinity holders. But I took the snapshot like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, anyone else? You know, throw up your hand. I think you know Twitter Spaces is a little bit buggy, but uh, shoot up, uh, shoot up your hand. I'd love to have you come on and and you know ask a question, hang out for a bit. I wonder if it's working. Yeah, Twitter Spaces can be real buggy at times. Here we go. Here's a request. And we get him up here. Oh, we got a speaker. We got. A, there we go. Loud and clear. Hey. Hi, I'm big fan of Uman and been a follower of Tinfoil for a while now. I had a question um, for Uman. What? How'd you kind of come up with your color palette with for the ancestors? I feel like to me that's what's so neat about it because it's it has it like kind of glows too, but it it has kind of a cool range and there are some dark colors in there but they're also it's, it can also be very bright at some point so i was just kind of curious what you were inspired by uh that's a really good question i before i was creating ancestral romans i had the idea of creating these more spiritual versions of omans and like the glow is the not easiest but it's like a very straightforward way to transmit that that they're like spirits or like translucent you know and then the rest i don't know colors come really natural to me i enjoy painting more than drawing it's just easier for me to paint and and combine colors great so are these um so so what's the modality of these then i'm not familiar these drawings or paintings these are these these are I, I, these are drawings but i mean once you like draw down the silhouette then you have to put color and mix color and paint and that's the part that I enjoy the most you know because first I have to sketch and figure out the proportions and, and that kind of stuff and then when that's ready and I have to put color that's when the magic is done when I first saw it I definitely felt without really knowing anything about it that it was supposed to be kind of like very spiritual and I don't know, there's a famous Native American artist. Um, he's got a bunch of pieces from the 70s that almost look like postcards and stuff from like out west. And he always depicts like this great blueness, almost always. And I, and a lot of the characters are always kind of like looking up to it. And it kind of is like a focal point. And it's always, to me, been kind of like, and not necessarily like, um, like Western Christian oriented or monotheistic, but definitely like a spiritual kind of I don't know. Kind of interesting. Anyways, big fan. Thanks for my question. Um, very cool. No, thank you. Let, let us know who that artist is. We'd love to to check him out. Yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs and look. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the contribution and the questions. That's. Uh... It's great to have people up. Um, if anyone else wants to come up, we got another, you know, five minutes to talk to Uman, Tinfoil, or myself. Just uh, re request access, and we'll bring you up to say hi. <clears throat> God, I'm gonna ask you, uh, what are some of your favorite Uman pieces? Like, if you if you were to look at the at the collections, like, what are 
Do you like the ancestrals, or you or do you like the the Ethereum ones more? Do you I, mean, I mean, listen, they're all beautiful. The ancestrals were my first purchase. Um, the Ethereum collection was my second, and then um, I'm not sure why, but I think I could probably thank Sarge. Uh, for calling out uh, a bit, Uman. So I am a Trinity holder. I don't have as many as you, sir, uh, but I am a tri- I am a Trinity holder. Actually, I've got one that's maybe maybe, maybe makes me a a quad holder. But, uh, although it, it is, so I purchased uh, the screening, uh, which is yes. yeah, which is a one out of one, um, you know, part of the Ethereum collection. But I kind of almost look at it like it's its own little thing. Um, and you know, uh, you know, Sarge called out, uh, bit Uman's, I don't know, a month or two ago when they really started to move and I didn't have one and I wanted one. So I ended up grabbing one before they just went absolutely crazy. So very thankful for that. I love the bit Uman's They're They're just super cute and super accessible. And, and I, I think everybody just loves, uh, you know, that style art especially the way that it was done and of course it wouldn't be a uh, a proper episode of the broom closet without mentioning how fun it was to watch the vi- live video of tinfoil minting those you know way back when they came out and um, if you haven't seen it you know check it out i don't know if it's on youtube or where to find it but uh it's just it's a piece of history that's super cool uh, yeah, so it, the cool thing about that was like that was my first ever kind of mint experience, where it was like, oh shit, I got something here, uh, and then you know a lot of that like, uh, kind of felt like it was going through that experience where it was like, oh, this is awesome, like this was a really cool experience, and that's what kind of prompted me to kind of dive into the just further into the Umans collection. And then when I found the ones on ETH, it was like, oh, damn, this is the art that I really vibe with. Uh, and and that was where my love of NFTs came from. And Voodoo and I talked about it on NFT Alpha earlier, about the whole rarity thing. Um, I fell in love with NFTs almost because you didn't have rarity set to your NFTs. The fact that I had to spend, I spent hours looking through the collection, picking the ones that I truly enjoyed the most and then you start kind of noticing uh that some traits might not pop up as others uh, i really had a lot of fun spending the time going through that collection on eth uh, thanks for saying that I, I i appreciate that there's a couple of people like you that truly enjoy that and i think it's it's special i like that too i do too i think it's, it's unique and I'm seeing that same thing in some of the really large, you know, you know what people consider highly, uh, at least financially successful ETH projects. Um, yeah, I'll use Azuki for example, where there is rarity. They have rarity. You know, there's a number associated with it, but it's really around you know trait hunting and what traits were really attractive to people and what are, which ones do they want that they connect with. Again, creating connections that. Uh, that they feel you know represents their online persona and identity, and so we're seeing more of that, and I, it's something that I like to see. Uh, tinfoil, I will, I will just uh, you know throw this out there uh, so you know we are at seventy three guests right now. Oh well, we'll do the giveaway. <laughs> we'll do the giveaway. How, how do you how do you want to do that? 
So do use your Twitter picker. So okay. just make sure everybody in here, there should be at least uh, 73 retweets on that tweet then. Yep. Go So go to my Twitter, retweet the pinned tweet, and uh, I'll run the Twitter picker in you know five minutes or so. Beautiful. That's uh, very generous of you. And yeah, thank uh, you. yeah, just incredible for you to come on and join us and, and you know, make time out of what I'm sure is a is a very busy schedule. Where where are you right now? Where in the world? Me or Team Foil? Uh, either or both. I'm stuck in Canada, been stuck in Canada, but I'm now allowed to travel, baby. <laughs>